civil government, its origin, mission, and destiny, and the Christian's relation to it, by David Lipscomb, Nashville, Tennessee, McQuitty Printing Company, 1913. Preface by David Lipscomb The writer of the following pages was early in life impressed with the idea that God as the creator and preserver of the world was its only rightful lawmaker and ruler, and that all the evil that afflicted humanity and the world had arisen from a failure on the part of man to whom the rule of the earth had been committed by God to maintain in its purity and sovereignty the authority and dominion of God as the only rule of the world. From the Bible he learned man had sinned against God, that an element of discord and confusion had entered into the world, and the world was out of harmonious relations with God and the universe. This being true, it early occurred to his mind that the one sure and sovereign remedy for these evils was the absolute submission to God on the part of man, and a restoration of his authority and rule in all the domains of the world. In the study of the Bible he saw the one purpose of God as set forth in that book was to bring man back under his own rule and government, so as to re-establish his authority and rule on earth, that God's will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. To this end, man's duty is to learn the will of God, and trustingly do that will, leaving results and events with God. It became a fixed principle with him that in religion man must in faith do what God has ordained he should do, what he has declared would be well-pleasing to him, and then leave all in the hands of him who overrules the universe. While I fail to see then, as I now see, that religion embraced every duty and every relation of man and molds every thought, purpose, and action of his being, the feeling would creep into my mind that even in political affairs man should do only what God commanded him. Finally, the years of sectional strife, war, bloodshed, destruction, and desolation swept over our land, and the spectacle was presented of the disciples of the Prince of Peace with murderous weapons seeking the lives of their fellow men. Brethren for whom Christ died, children of him who came to heal the brokenhearted, to be a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow, were found imbruing their hands in the blood of their own brethren in Christ, making their sisters widows and their sisters' children orphans. It took but little thought to see that this course is abhorrent to the principles of the religion of the Savior who died that even his enemies might live. He had plainly declared that his children could not fight with carnal weapons even for the establishment of his own kingdom. Much less could they slay and destroy one another in the contentions and strivings of the kingdoms of this world. It took but little thought to see that Christians cannot fight, cannot slay one another or their fellow men at the behest of an earthly ruler or to establish or maintain any human government. But if he cannot himself fight, can he vote to make another fight? What I lead or influence another to do, I do through that other. The man who votes to put another in a place or position is in honor bound to maintain him in that position and is responsible for all the actions, courses, or results that logically and necessarily flow from the occupancy and maintenance of that position. 
A man who votes to bring about a war, or that votes for that which logically and necessarily brings about war, is responsible for that war and for all the necessary and usual attendance and results of that war. But some man may say, it is a Christian's duty to vote against war and against that which will produce war. Yes, but how can he know which course will or will not bring about war? Many men voted for secession of the state south with a view that that was the only way to prevent war. Some thought separation, as between Abraham and Lot's families, would end the strife that would be interminable within the Union. Others thought, argued, and voted, if the southern states show a united front, there will be no war. If we are divided, the division will invite war, so voted for secession to avoid war. With these difficulties, inconsistencies, and troubles lying in the way, I determined to take the Bible and as a wholly new question study the origin of human government, its relations to God, to man, to the Church of Jesus Christ, and the connection of the Christian therewith and his duty to it. It did not take me long to reach a conclusion which is given in the following pages. The study and constant review of the subject... The criticisms made of my writing on the subject have strengthened the conclusion and leave me not a doubt as to its truthfulness. The substance of this book was published in the Gospel Advocate in the years 1866 to 1867, and again in Christian Quarterly of current year. With the request that each reader will carefully and prayerfully examine the scriptures of sacred truth, to see if these things are true, and if true, accept the truth, and courageously maintain it, the writer commends this volume and those who read it to the God of all grace and love. David Lipscomb <laughs>